Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. Made righteous, and I want to talk about the righteousness of God. We talked about it last week a little bit, and Paul talks about it 35 times throughout the book of Romans. So just as much as faith is important, righteousness is just as important as well. Too many people hear the word righteous, but don't understand what does that mean for me as a believer. And so we're going to talk about righteousness today. Righteousness is simply this. It's right standing with God. It's right standing with God. Me and you, we were separated with, from God with our sins. And when we gave our life to Jesus, when we believed in Jesus, we became right with God. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to the book of Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. We're going to go 18 through 24. Romans 4, 18 through 24. And it says this. It says, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he, fi- he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. That's for someone today. If you've been wavering, don't waver anymore. Don't waver anymore. Amen? In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too. Assuring us that God will count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, our Lord from the dead. I'm going to stop there for a second. So basically, we see from the life of Abraham that he became righteous when he believed. When he believed, he became. And the Bible says that we and you also become righteous when we believe. When, we be, when you give your life to Jesus and you profess that and you believe that he is Lord, you are the righteousness of God. So I want to talk about three things today. If you're taking notes, there's going to be a lot of verses. It's been a teaching series. I want to go with number one is this, is that righteousness is not achieved by works. It is received by faith. Righteousness is not achieved by works. It is received by faith. We live in a culture that is the opposite. I work to get something. In order for me to achieve something, I got to work for it. I got to work for it. Before you ever got married or if you're in a dating relationship, you kind of felt like you had to work for it for some. Some of the men are like, I know, I hated it that, during that time. I'm kidding. You love your wives. But you had to work for it. We live in this culture where everything that we want, we, we work for it. If you were here last week, you, do you, remember, you remember my water boy story. And if you weren't here, I wasn't a water boy, but... I was referencing that when I was a kid and I was trying to tell this other kid about Jesus, his mom told him that, the only, that you can go to heaven just by being a good person and doing good things. And I was trying to tell him, no, you need to accept Jesus. 
And but here's that thing, that's the culture that we live in, that everything is done by the sweat of my brow. And when I do that, I get something. I get something. Here's the difference, church, between Christianity and other religions. Other religions are all about man working to reunite with their God. In Christianity, it's God doing the work to reunite with man. God went and died on, he sent his son. He, the Bible says, he, for God so loved the world that he sent his son to come and die for me and you. To be that sacrifice for the people. That's what God, the Bible says. Other religions, you're always working, you're always striving, you're always trying to do something to get something. If I do these things, I'll get this. If I work hard enough, I will get this. Why do you think people are always burnt out by religion? Because it's stressful. It's, it's stressful to be in a relationship that you always have to work for. It's stressful and it's tiring and it's exhausting to be in something that you're always having to work for because you feel like it's never enough. But God changed the, the paradigm. He was like a paradigm shift and God changed it. He said, hey, I'm sending my son, and when you believe in him, you're righteous. You don't got to work for it. You're already righteous. You don't got to come to church on your knees all the way to the front. You don't got to do 10 jumping jacks. All you got to do is you got to believe, and therefore, you are made righteous. Hallelujah. How many of y'all are excited that God does that for us? But the problem is, is that we, what happens is, is that we get, we, we allow religion to seep into our lives and then we find ourselves working for the approval of God. And then we find ourselves like, okay, God, look at me. I gave five bucks to the homeless man on Delmore. Hey God, did you see? Everybody does this all the time now. They want everyone to see their good deeds. They videotape them giving people stuff. They videotape for every little thing because they want the likes, the clicks. God, did you see that? I did this. And before you know it, you are living righteously in your eyes. But that's not what God is looking for. In fact, the book of Isaiah says this. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. It says this. It says, we are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. They are nothing but filthy rags. What is Isaiah saying here? Isaiah was attacking this problem. That people were trying to do righteous acts. So that God could see them and say, you see me God, so then I get this badge Kind of like when we were in kindergarten, you get a star for every little thing you do. You misbehave, they take off the star. Teachers, you know what I'm talking about. I never had enough stars. I don't know why. But, God, did you see me? Did you see me? And Isaiah says that God calls that filthy rags. And I'm not going to go into detail because in the Hebrew, filthy rags is very, very it's a very derogatory, like when, when, when he mentions filthy rocks, it's very, like, it's bad. It's, it's dirty. It's, the, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the best way. I, I'm going to say it how the, the cleanest way I can put it. It's old women's products that have been used. It's, it's, it's filthy. It's 
he's saying it is filthy rags. In other words, God is not looking for you to try to fake it or to try to see it's about me. Look what I'm doing, God. You should do this for me. Instead of it's like, God, I love you because I love you. I'm going to serve you in this way. That's what God's looking for. Righteousness, everything that we do for the Lord is based out of love. When you don't do things based out of love, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, it's like a sounding gong, a resounding gong. It's, it's just a bunch of noise. It's kind of like when you have kids and you buy them places like drums or whatever, and they make a bunch of noise. They're banging on stuff. They're playing. And it's, all, it's just a bunch of noise because there's no love in it. And when we are serving the Lord, church, I'm here to encourage you. It's not bad. The examples I said, they're not bad to give to the poor. It's not bad to help those that are needy. It's not bad to do any of those things. The problem is, is when it's not done out of love. But if I choose starting today, that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it because of the love of God in me, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. You're doing it because you love that person and you don't want to see them that way. You're doing it because you love them enough to do something about it. To do something about it. It's not just me saying I love you. It's I'm also, I'm showing you that I love you by what I do. And so that's why we we started with this point. That it's not achieved by works, but it is by faith. It is received by faith. It is when I receive it by faith and I believe in God. Whether you've been saved for 10 seconds or you've been saved for 10 years, you are both righteous in the eyes of God. You're both righteous in the eyes of God. And if you're in this room and you're saying, well, it's because Pastor Sam, I don't, I don't feel righteous. I, I have all these issues and I don't, like, I don't feel good about myself and I feel bad. That is the problem is you've made issues your identity instead of righteousness. Because when God looks at you, he sees you as righteous. Did you mess up? Yes. You repented? Yes. Then move forward. That's what it's supposed to look like. Move forward. You repented. You you said, God, forgive me. I, I messed up. I say all this with a lot of passion because I was that person. I was all, when I first gave my life to Jesus and I was very serious about it, every time I messed up and I did something I wasn't supposed to, man, I would beat myself up very bad to the point where I was depressed. I was depressed. I couldn't enjoy church and I couldn't enjoy the Lord. I couldn't enjoy worship because I was so hard on myself that God, I messed up on this. Man, God, I failed you. I would, I would even say stuff like this to God. I would say, God, like, because I knew that God had called me to the ministry. And I'd be like, God, you know what? Pick somebody else. I'm not, I'm not good enough, God. Pick somebody else. I'm not good enough. That's how much I would beat myself up every time I made a mistake. And you know what the funny thing is? is sometimes they weren't even, they weren't even a, big, like, a big mistake in, in the eyes of man. It was like I was driving and someone cut me off and I said a bad word to them from my car as if they could hear me. I'm not saying do that, like cuss a storm when we leave this place. 
and let them know where you're from. I see them. No, don't do that. But it was, you know, it was things like that or, or I don't know, I would say I, I would do stuff and, and, and I would be like, I would be crying to the Lord, begging God to forgive me because I, I felt that way. Until I realized, like in the book of Romans, that as I get, when I believed in the Lord and I put my faith in him, I became righteous in his eyes. And my identity doesn't change by one mistake. Is, is that making sense to you today? Okay. My identity doesn't change. I am the righteousness of God. We live in a culture that wants to tell people their identity and change identities and do all these things, but that is not what God is all for. God is saying we are righteous in his eyes when we put our faith in him. So you need to understand that you are the righteousness of God. Repeat after me say, I am righteous. That should take a burden off of many of you that maybe you come to church and you grew up with religion. And when you came, because you grew up in religion, you've never been fully able to enjoy God the way he meant it to be. You've never been able to fully enjoy because you all, maybe you were like me before where I felt bad all the time and I came here and I could never enjoy God because I was doing something and I did this and I did that and God, how could you love me? And God, pick somebody else. Maybe you, you talk like that sometimes and that's never God's desire. You are the righteousness of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Number two is this is the more you, your new nature is discovered, the more you are delivered. The more your new nature is discovered, the more you are delivered. In other words, when you encounter God and you have this experience with the Lord, it not only changes your life, but you begin to find out who you are in Him. And when you find out who you are in Him, It changes the game for your life. It's transformative. When you know your identity in Christ, it changes everything. And the only way that you can know your identity in Christ is when you begin to read his word and see what God says about me and you, about the people of God and who we are before him. It changes everything, church. It changes everything. That's why we do sermon series like Dominion and Authority and all these things. Because people don't know who they are in Christ. But when you know who you are in Christ, it changes everything. You begin to see there's power for your issues. And God will make a way where there is no way. And God can do something today for your life and for your family. Hallelujah. God does great things for the people of God. You become delivered from all the things that you didn't know because you didn't know. And when you find out, that's why the Bible says that the word of God in the book of Proverbs is life to us. It is life to us. It brings revelation to us. It opens up our eyes to see something different that we didn't see before. And we will no longer think the way we used to think. And it feels weird sometimes because we're like, really? We could do this? Really? God can use me in this way? Really? I'm really this? 
as you begin to study the word, you begin to realize different things about God and about who you are in him. There's a series that I love. It's called uh, Chosen. Anybody ever seen the Chosen series? If you have Prime Video, it's there for free. You can, you can, there's three seasons right now. I love the Chosen series. It's, I, 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 I don't like a lot of Christian movies because I've always felt like it was very, they're very cheesy and well, they're not well made. But this one's very good. Very well made. There's some things that I'm just like, nah, you did that. I understand why you did that. It's for cinema or certain things that I might not. But overall, it's a good series because it, it, it kind of, shows you what Jesus could have really been like. Because a lot of other times, though, they'll make Jesus seem like, I don't know, he's almost like he, was, he, he wasn't what the Bible says he was. But it shows you that. And there's a scene that I'm going to show you right now where, God, where Jesus, the Bible, he, he doesn't say it, but it's based off of Luke 9, where Jesus is sending out the disciples two by two. And, and they show this scene, and I love this scene because I'm like, you know what? It could have been like that. The Bible doesn't say that, but I can imagine that this is how the conversation looked like. So you, can y'all play that video real quick? It is not sustainable for me to do all the preaching, all the healing, and ministering. I've called you to Simon's home today, and thank you, Eden, for hosting Because our ministry will only grow, and we want it to grow, till the end of the age. There will be many more followers, and like those not here, all will have roles and responsibilities. Most will be disciples, students. But I have chosen you twelve as my apostles. You're sending us? An apostle is the same as a messenger, one who... I know what it means, Matthew. That's why I'm asking. You are my leaders. And for this mission I have for you, it's best that you spread out and not be concentrated in one place. I... I don't understand. I'm going to go home to Nazareth for a time, and while I'm there, I'm sending you out in every direction, two by two, Specifically to our people only. Every direction, Rabbi? Yes, but not to the Gentiles. Not yet. That will come in time. But to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Just as Joshua led the twelve tribes to take the promised land. You will proclaim as you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And while you are on this mission... You will heal the sick and the lame by anointing them with oil. You will cast out demons. You will clean. What? Why are you all looking at me like that? Uh. Could could you just repeat that one more time? I think I love this scene from the Chosen series because it shows just the the humanity. Because sometimes we we read the Bible and we think everyone is perfect and it wasn't like that. But a lot of times we can react like that sometimes to God. Like, wait, God, repeat that again. 
Pastor Sam, show me in the verse again where it says, God, can you really? And the answer is yes. Yes. Think about it. Those 12 men were just the beginning. When Acts chapter 2 falls, it goes from 12 men to 3,000, from 3,000 to 5,000, and God begins to do great things among every believer in Jesus. Come on. Every believer. It wasn't just 12 in that room. It begins to spread out, which tells me and you that God can use your life as well. Just as much as those people in that circle. Did it start with 12? Yeah. It started with 12. But it spread. And if you keep watching that clip, I didn't want to, because then we'd be here watching the whole clip. That clip goes, and then the, it shows you different scenes where the, they go out, and they begin to preach and lay hands on people, and everything that Jesus commanded them to do, they were doing. And it's cool, because you begin to see their reactions, because they're like, oh, like, this actually works. Like, I literally took a demon out of somebody. You know, it's, it's, it's a great scene, and I wanted to show that. Because the more, like that's why, I, that's why I said, the more you discover, the more you are delivered from your whatever things you're from your weakness, from your whatever your insecurities that you might be carrying. The more you discover who Jesus is, and the more you discover who you are in Him, all those insecurities that you carry will go away. All the things that you worry about, they go away. And Jesus, with those disciples, that's in Luke chapter 9. And in Mark and Matthew, they also mention the same thing. He's giving them the authority. He's telling them, you guys are going to go. You're going to do this, this, and this. Because I've given you the authority to do it. Because you can do this. For people in this room, I'm here to remind you and encourage you. You can do this. You can live like this. You can walk in this. You can do this thing. Don't ever let the enemy to make you think that you're not worthy enough to do something great for the Lord in the place that God has put you in. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 11. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly, openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the, as the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Will never be disgraced. See, church, you can be saved and you can follow Jesus. And you could hear the word today, but still leave this place feeling like you got issues and problems and all these other things occupy your mind and occupy your words and occupy the areas of your life. But Jesus flips the script for us. And when, the, when you believe in God and when the word of God is in there, it transforms your life 
for the better. You're not who you used to be. You have a new nature. You're a new person. You're not who you labeled yourself to be. You're a new person. A brand new person. And as the mind changes, the man follows. And transformation happens in our belief in God. When I begin to believe God, when I begin to believe in what God said and what God promised, everything begins to change in my life. And I walk in the newness that God has always intended for me to have. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. As I commit myself to the Lord, as I live in surrender, as I live in obedience, as I follow God with the love, as I watch and allow his word to transform me and by the spirit of God, everything changes. My behavior changes. See, man is interested in behavior. God is interested in belief. As the belief changes, so does the behavior. Does that make sense? As the belief changes, so does the behavior. And God wants you, church. God wants you to discover him in new ways. God wants you, not just on Sundays, to hear the word, but every single day to set aside time to read and to understand and to see just how good God is and just what God can do through your life. Amen. Amen. Bible says this in Romans chapter 4, verse 16. It says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. Church, I, I read this because it's talking about the free gift of faith. When I struggle with what I do, I have to remember what God declared. So from this moment on, when you go back home and you go to work tomorrow, and those struggles maybe might come back, go back to what God was already said over your life. Go back to what God has already declared in his word. And let that be your source to continue forward. Amen? I am made righteous. I am made righteous. The Bible says this. Leads me to my third point. Is that righteousness has results. Righteousness has results. There are results that come from the righteousness of God. There's results that follow. You get peace with God. You get access to God. And you get hope in God. When you carry the righteous, those are the results that come from a righteousness with God. Romans chapter 5, 1 and 2 says this. It's there, says, therefore, 
Since we have been right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. You get, with righteousness, you get peace with God. In other words, you no longer have to have anxiety with God. Anxiety. Anxiety is such a word that we've been seeing for the past three years that have crippled people. That have produced emotions that God never intended you to produce. But when you live and you accept and you walk in righteousness, the anxiety goes because you are at peace with God. You're at peace with God. You go from an enemy to a son or daughter of the Lord. That's what happens. And then you get access to God. God is is no longer separated from you. In fact, look what happens. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews 4.16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. The results of righteousness is that I get access to God. I can come boldly to the throne of God. Not go fearful, not depressed, not anxious. I can go boldly before the Lord. Boldly before the Lord. It's kind of like when things go wrong in our life, growing up, you... you you go to your parents and you tell them what happened because you, you understand that they love you. And you feel that peace to go with them is the same thing with God our Father. That I get access to God because I know that he loves me. I get access with God because I know that he's for me. I get access. Then I get hope in God. Hope in God. The same God that started something in me will sustain me to the very end. The same God that started something in me will sustain me to the very end. One last verse. Isaiah 61.10. It says this. It says, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God. For he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. Church, it's time to get your joy back. You are made righteous. And now it's just time to walk in peace with it. Amen. We are thankful to the Lord for his love and his grace. His righteousness. You are made righteous when you believe in God. When you give your life to God, you are made righteous. You are the righteousness of God. Some of you might be thinking, well, Pastor Jim, does that ever change? The only time that will ever change 
is when you decide to reject God completely. That's when things change. When you purposely decide to reject God completely. When you no longer want to obey him, when you want to do your own thing, when you want to do what you think is right in your eyes, when you decide to do that, that's when things change. But as you're following Christ, as you're living in obedience and you're living out of love for him, your identity doesn't change. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.